All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill, with my co-host, Sean Ellis. Sean, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Hey, man, episode 169. Uh, it's going down, man. Uh, we, we're going to recap uh, everything that went down week three. We got week four coming up tomorrow. Um, so, uh, a lot of bad basketball uh, that we witnessed. A lot of blowouts. I think it was only one game that was good to speak of. Only thing that was good that came out of those games is that, uh, you know, teams cracked 100. Teams got off as far as the stats and it was it was stats galore. So, you know, shout out to uh, shout out to, you know, free uh, fire and ice and uh, and team chosen. They, they really, really, really got it going offensive. The Kings of the North was able to get, you know, some success this week as well. So let's start with our first game, the seven o'clock game. Free was able to get the win, 107 to 62 over 10-day contract over my team. Uh, we got our heads bashed in by 45 points, almost 50 points. Um, dominating performance uh, by Free. Um, they had a season-high 23 assists, uh, season-high 107 points. Uh, guys got over double figures. All all starters got over double figures. And a season-high, game-high for, uh, for Jordan Glenn. Um, Sean, what did you take? Well, I'm sorry, not game high, team high from Jordan Glenn. What did you take away from this game? I know there wasn't much to take away from uh, as Free got off to a roaring start. Uh, Free is deep, and they uh, play well. Uh, but it's nothing really you get out of this. Uh, <sighs> look, I, I will say this. Nick White made uh Nick White made his uh season debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, played okay. Um uh Caleb uh was the one bright spot though. I think he played solid. He was solid the whole time, even though they were getting their head beat in. His uh, attitude was good. He kept feeding his teammates the ball. Like it could have got to a point where they're getting beat so bad where he could have just went out there and been like, All right, I'm gonna get mine. Uh he's still feeding his uh, teammates the ball. Uh so what I did see, you know, in this fifty point loss you put Chris uh, and you in the game, uh, in and make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you put them in the game to go along with what Caleb, uh, even what Muhammad did, you know what I'm saying, with some of his attempts, he had 15 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you, you put in what they did as a whole to go along with the guys that are missing. Uh, I think your your team is a very um, they're gonna upset somebody later on in the season. Would you say we're viable? Yeah, I would say you're viable. That, that's what I got. Like even in that fifty point loss, I kind of saw some things that like if you don't put those guys in that situation where they have to play the whole forty four minute game and they're playing in different positions, I definitely think that uh, you guys are a viable team. Unfortunately, you played against maybe the best team in the uh, league right now. Yeah, this game and they had all their guys. They were clicking on all cylinders. But they have Zoe. They didn't have Zoe, yeah. Uh, but they had, you know, they had their guys. And they were clicking on all cylinders. And to their credit, they started beating the hell out of uh, Tene contract, and they didn't let off. They did what they're supposed to do. They did exactly what they're supposed to do. It's one of the hardest things, even as a coach, is to coach a team that you know that your hands down, coach against a team and beat a team that you know is your hands down way better than mm-hmm. and when they walked out there they could have lost their focus and and not and did the things necessary could have made it a close game we see it all the time <clears throat> and they did so uh 
shout out to it shows you what free is as well as they went out there and actually I mean at the end it's hard to be anybody by fifty. Mm-hmm. And they went out there and did it. So um and I think that should be about like forty five, forty seven, whatever, but that's pretty much fifty points. Fifty points. So. Fifty points. Go ahead and round it up. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. That's my take from that game. Okay, well, shout out to uh, to Free. They they improved to three and zero. So the next game of the night we had was uh, Fire and Ice versus the Bullets. Probably the most shocking game uh, that we saw. I think coming in, I set the line with the Bullets uh, like either one and a half or two and a half, something like that. And uh, Fire and Ice actually beat the brakes off them, uh, eighty nine to fifty two, a thirty seven point win. Uh, I mean, the Bullets just never really got it going, man. They only made 16 shots. They shot 25% from the field, 17% uh, from the three-point line. The only bright spot for the Bullets was that they were able to make the free throws. But in a game like that, getting to the free throw line a bunch of times isn't really going to help you. Um, Fire and Ice, they got off to a, a you know, I, th- I thought they got off to a, a, a decent start. But the second half, I mean, 19 points is still a, a you know a pretty big deficit in the first half. But the second half, it was pretty much the same thing. It, nothing changed. The uh, the bullets didn't make any adjustments. It just seemed like it was a a, a replica of the, of the first half, and it just got worse and worse for them. And uh, you know, JD was in his bag. JD's having an amazing season. You, you can argue he's an MVP candidate right now. Uh, Nick, super cool. Uh, Corey, he came out there. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and coin him. That that's gonna be his nickname. <laughs> uh, super, super cool. He came out there. Uh, you know, he was hitting his threes, and he was being very, very physical with uh, with BJ. You, I know you stepped out, so you didn't see it, but uh, he was giving BJ a lot of problems. Like he was like, way he was like very, very physical. And BJ's not a small guy. You know what I mean? BJ's a, he's a he's a he's a nice sized guard. But uh, like I said, man, Nick's been in that weight room. And it's showing like he he really flexed his muscle uh this game. So it was it was it was tough sledding uh for the bullets. So they never really got it going offensively. Johnny struggled, Larry struggled, everybody struggled. Um and it was just tough, man. I mean Johnny he had twenty four, but it was a tough twenty four. And uh, and nobody else, uh, you know, the supporting cast just it really wasn't there. And then they were missing Reed, so that hurts. When you don't have that anchor down there, that that's that's right. tough. Look at this Cali. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, and like I said, I missed the majority of the game. Um. But when, <laughs> I think you guys saw my face when I walked in. Though. Yeah, you was like what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and but you know what though? Um. And like I say, Nick, like I say, super cool. I think Fire and Ice playing team chosen week one. Another team that's physical, kind of similar to how they can be physical. Mm-hmm. Um. I think more so open their eyes to like, oh, we can't just walk in the gym and win. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, we got to come and actually play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually have to beat people. So I think they they have a, a different outlook and, and attitude when they kind of came into the gym uh, the last couple weeks, especially this past week. I would also say about this week as well is it, it was they're starting to kind of, and we'll talk about this again later, we're starting to kind of see what I thought they could be. They started like the, the the monsters of the midway type thing. Like they're physical, they're mean, they're aggressive, they're intimidating. Mm-hmm. And I kinda see that the fact you're saying how physical he was being with with BJ who's one of the least better scores. Just it just is what it is. Uh BJ get buckets he can get him when he wanna get him, uh usually. Uh so, so same thing with Johnny. 
And so for you say, like, you know, they got those guys who kind of get into people like that, offensively and defensively. Um, and that's what, to be honest with you, when you're an older team, that's probably how you need to play. Yeah. You, you need to be physical. You need to show your, your grown man strength. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I might not have the speed and the quickness that I used to have, but yeah, it comes to come down here and get some of this grown man strength. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing now. And they kind of start to get a little bit more. So it'll be very interesting if they do this week. Yeah, that's back to back blowouts for them, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're starting to impose their will. All right, uh the third game of the night we had Kings of the North versus Boot Gang. Another surprising game. Um, I think I I don't remember what I set the line at for that one, but I think I had Kings of the North winning uh, comfortably. But uh, they were they won the game, but they actually only won by two points, and they were losing at halftime. And it came down to the wire. Um, tie tie ball game. Uh, you know I think Wasif was in, was Wasif that inbounded the ball. Uh, yeah. A poor inbound pass and got stolen and. Uh, I think Carl dropped it off to um, to, yeah. to to Beatty for the for the game winning layup. Uh, that's a that's a tough way to lose the game. Anytime you lose at the buzzer, it's always going to be tough. But you know they had an opportunity to win the game, and you know ultimately they just came up short. So I think that's uh, that's unfortunate for boot game because you're looking at two teams, two two winless teams. Um, somebody had to lose, but uh, it looked like boot game was in position to win that game. But uh, I think that's good. Uh, for Kings of the North, considering their history, and and I I just I can't see a scenario where they start off zero and three. Yeah, that would be. But I tell you how deep the kind of league is, though. Um, they had two very tough matchups the first two weeks, mm. and they're playing as an zero and two team. But you know, boot gangs are not your regular zero and two team. They're actually, a, a, you know, they could have easily won one of those games. They didn't um, even have Devere, did they? And yeah, right. Then they didn't have Devere. You know, they have Devere. And Medusa, you know, that, that probably changes everything for them, too. Right. Um, but it sucks for Bougain from this instance. Jeff puts him up by one with, like, what, 13 seconds to go? He did. Uh, They go down there, foul Carl. Carl makes one or two free throws. Mm-hmm. They get the ball back with, like, seven seconds to go. Mm-hmm. And so you, at least with seven seconds to go in the game tied, it should be overtime at worst. Yeah, you get the last shot. You're going to get the last shot. They couldn't even get the ball in. And so for you to not be able to get the ball in, you know, it wasn't the greatest pass, but, you know, Jeff got to find a way to catch that too. It's, it's kind of one of those things. Like, it's that that point in the game, you got to find a way to make the play. Yeah, you can't you can't surrender that pass. I don't care if the pass is bad. You secure the possession and, yeah. you know, you, you know, deal with your teammate later. But you got to make sure you, gotta make sure you yeah. secure the ball, though. Right, and you know, you turn it over, and then you basically you give up a, a, a <laughs> you give up a fast break layup for the game winner. That's that, that's, that's tough. Like I'm happy that I'm not coaching any of these games. That would have absolutely as a coach to know that I draw up a play on the sideline and we turn it over for the game winning point. Mm. Like mm. I would I would have lost it. So. uh yeah, you just gotta find a way. I mean, shots of Kings of North just had awareness though, because sometimes too you get you get a steal right there, and you can fumble the ball too. Like you get a steal right there and not know what to do. Like, oh God, I got the ball. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. shout out to Carl and T Baby that had the awareness to push it up the floor in those six seven seconds and be able to get a shot off. Mm. Uh, so it was good awareness by Kings of the North. Uh, 
especially to, and to their credit they didn't panic championship team didn't panic and found out a way to make it happen so uh and like i say hopefully this will be a learning experience boot game they'll win it the next on their time in this position absolutely okay and the final game of the night team chosen uh versus the agents team chosen was able to get the win in blowout record-setting fashion for themselves uh 119 points uh that's not the league record for points in the game if i'm not mistaken i don't think it is. i could be wrong let me see let, yeah. me, let me make sure i have this right records team records that oh they tied the, the uh they tied the record oh wow yeah so the bullets had 119 points also um and so did they so they could have they actually had a, a crack at it they could have got 120 i think they yeah. missed a couple of late free throws um that probably would have did it so yeah they almost had the league record well so they tied it it was also go figure against the agents <laughs> yeah that's tough that's tough i don't think that was this season though uh no, that was that was spring. This, that was spring. I'm not gonna give this game too much. I, I, I'm going to give Team Chosen a shout out because again, they're playing this team they probably should beat, and they beat them. Yeah. And they destroyed them like they're supposed to. And I mean, Darius put on an all-time great performance. And to his credit, you know, because uh, sometimes you know you talk about these are garbage points a lot of times, and he did get quite a few garbage points, mm-hmm. but. When he was really going off and people were guarding him early in the game, yeah. he had like five threes in the first quarter and and got some, uh, some tough layups. He had 22 uh, points in the first quarter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he got a few garbage layups once the game got out of hand. Um, but he was getting them how you get them early in the game, which started all this. Mm-hmm. So it was a well-deserved 60. I was trying to, I was trying to not – him break the record. I was kind of cheering against it. I was trying to get them to play a little bit better defense down the stretch, you know, but, you know, I think they were a little checked out, uh, the agents by that time. I was trying to let them know, like, hey, he's about to set the record on y'all. Y'all didn't get stops. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think they were kind of checked out. They had their own thing going on, so they couldn't get the stops that they needed. Um, but, uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Team Chosen, because at the end of the day, look, they're just going to be hard out for anybody. They... And sometimes somebody got to start reading the scout report, man. Like somebody needs to watch how they play and know what's going to happen to you. And nobody has yet. Nobody's made the, the correct adjustments yet to their style of play. So we'll see if it eventually happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next topic. All right. Time for our week three player of the week. Uh, it goes to none other than Darius Green. Uh, no surprise here. If I told you guys what the uh, what the percentages were, you'd probably laugh at them because it wasn't even close. The last time I looked at it, it was like 90-something percent. To Somebody else had four. Somebody else had three. I don't even remember what everybody else had. It was, it was, a, it was a landslide. But um, it's, it was deserving. Uh, I mean, he's, he, not only did he have a, a huge game, he set the league record. And it's not easy to score 50 points uh, here in our league. So uh, it was well-deserved. And uh, I'm proud of Darius, man. He, it, something that he's not, I mean, like when he, you talk about going to the basket, the dude is a problem going to the basket. When he's attacking, uh, when he's getting to his spots, the pump fakes, the up and unders, he's got some of the best footwork in the league. 
But when you talk about uh, the shooting, that was the one knock, you know, when people were like, oh, we'll live, we'll live. I don't think you can say that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Dude, dude went 10 for 18. So he's definitely been putting in the work. Uh, he's been in the gym. And he said he's been in the gym. He said he's been working on his shot. And it showed uh, this game where he was absolutely dominant. So I, I don't know how you guard this guy now. Yeah, I, I think the weakness in his game was the jump shooting. I don't know if you call that weakness anymore. Um, and so, <laughs> I do have 16 12, man. It's not really. <laughs> right. We're just going to give him a shout out. Uh, he had three assists, he had three steals, uh, he had 12 rebounds, of course. Uh, I just say he's obviously a problem in this league and don't let him be your problem that's all i have to say about him more so than anything else uh we got a big game this week with those guys and the bullets i'll just say to the bullets hey he's a problem don't let him be your problem and the thing about them they're not gonna they're not out to prove that you know he can do it again you know what i'm saying they're gonna come out they're gonna play their game so if you think you're gonna be worried about just Darius, you're wrong like he, they got so many guys on the team that can do it. But this, this is not about team Joe. This is about Darius. So shout out to Darius. Uh, congrats on winning a uh, week three player of the week. Let's move on to our next topic. All right, so. Uh, we will not be doing our normal format with the power rankings. The power rankings will be available for you on the Instagram page. Uh, you guys have probably already read it and seen it. So this week we're going to be doing our first installment of buying or selling. Now, um, you never know which way we're going to go. Are, are we going to be negative Nancy today or are we going to be uh, positive Patty? I don't know. Uh, but uh, you can interpret these questions uh, however you may. But, uh, Sean, are you buying or selling? Fire and Ice are too old to win it all. I'm going to sell that. Okay. Uh, as long as they don't break down for a season end, which we only play once a week, so I think they, they should be able to hold up. Uh, I think I, I, I'm selling that they're too old to win it all. I, I'm going to be optimistic on that end. Okay, I'm also going to sell it, but I'm going to sell it cautiously because you have to remember uh, who did they play the first the first week? Team chosen. They they played Team Chosen. Now Team Chosen's brand of basketball is running and gunning, right? Yeah. And this yeah. team is an older team, so they did get they did get outran by Team Chosen. And if you look at the last two games that they've played, they played the Bullets, who are more of a balanced team, which works in their favor. And who they beat before that? Uh, was it? The was it? The, it was the Agents, right? And the Agents, yeah. it don't matter what style you play. The Agents, they've been getting beat by everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say that they they've been getting beat by everybody. I mean, they they barely lost to our team though, so I can't really talk too much. But anyway, um, so yeah. I'm gonna sell with caution because it seems like the um, it seems like uh, Team Chosen does have the blueprint to beat Fire and Ice as of now. So we'll see if anyone else picks up uh, on that game tape. Now, uh, the next question: 
Team Chosen. Is Team Chosen, are you buying or selling? Team Chosen is a talented team, but not feared around the league. <laughs> I am. I, I, I was gonna buy this. Mm-hmm. I, I was gonna buy this, but after I, I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna buy this. This is why I'm gonna buy this because I think they're on the, everybody's radar. Mm-hmm. They're, they're completely on everybody's radar. But the problem I think we have a lot of teams in our league is arrogance. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have four, no, actually, I think we have five teams that are extremely arrogant and probably feel like on any given night they could beat everybody in this league. Yes. And I, 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 and I think because of that arrogance, not because Team Chosen isn't good enough, but. I think because of the arrogance of the guys in this league that team chosen isn't feared uh, when I think they probably should because they're a problem. No doubt about it. You called it last season. You said once they kind of get their stuff together, man, they're going to be a problem. And I, I they, and they got their stuff together now. There's no doubt about it. They got their stuff together. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to walk in there and just be team chosen. I don't give a dang who you are. It's just not going to happen. Uh, I think the arrogance of this league, I think the arrogance of uh, Fire and Ice, we won against them. You know what I'm saying? But that being in defending champs, it was arrogance there. Like I said, it was like that Fire and Ice being way too cool against this team. <laughs> and I think because the arrogance of this league, they are not beer. Mm. Uh, I'm also buying that. And I think uh, I'm going to kind of piggyback off what you said. I believe, you know, everyone looks at them like, you know, yeah, they're they're fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? But they don't understand the 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 beast that they really are when they get out there on the court with them. Like they're 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 completely sound. They're a sound defensive team. They're very unselfish. They don't get rattled as we saw in the championship game. They didn't get rattled. And now it's even carried over. They're missing uh they're missing squeak this season. That doesn't really that really doesn't hasn't affected them yet. Uh Randy you know, he picks and chooses when he wants to play. If he doesn't feel like he's needed that night, he's not he's not gonna play that night. And they they're still dominant. Um This is a this is a team, this is a force to be reckoned with. They have so many guys on this team that can be called up and, 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 and you know, play a role as needed. You know, and this team is this team is just extremely deep. But I just don't think that the league has given them the respect that they deserve. And and that's gonna that's gonna be everyone's downfall if they don't. But I, I'm I'm looking around. I'm seeing I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing. Like I don't I don't I don't think anybody fears them. I don't. Yeah. But that's that could, that's gonna be a bad thing though, honestly. It's gonna come back. Like I said, I think teams just way too arrogant as they're approaching a game. Like I, I would definitely look at and I often teams look at it like this. Every time I when I see them on the schedule, I'd be like, that's the game of the year right there. Yeah. And I don't think nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. And then think about a team like Squad One. Uh, the last two seasons, everybody feared them. When Mar- when Marcus Hall and uh, and and um, what's what's his name? Uh, Jalen and um, and what's my what's my guy's name? Um, Elston. When Elston, yeah, when Elston, when Elston, when they was when they stepped on the court, it's over, dog. Everybody was like, oh man, you know, we got our hands full. Nobody's looking at Team Chosen like that. 
And, and that's the thing. that The most dangerous team is the team that slept on that plays together. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I'm gonna say they're talented but not feared around the league. I'm buying that. Okay. Um, and our last one. Uh, <laughs> and and this, this team's probably going to get mad at me for saying this, but I don't care. Uh, free. Is free losing their identity? The, the very fabric of what free was uh free was known for by bolstering their roster are you buying or selling that i'm buying that because <laughs> you already know i'm buying it but go ahead <laughs> I, i'm buying it because free knew they had to make changes they knew that they the team they were walking out there with was getting the head knocked off for their champions <laughs> we come back over here to their gym they don't make the playoffs the first season we come back over here. They didn't. This is their gym. <laughs> Cypress is free gym. Yes. Well, and they had a team called Kings of the North come over here and take their gym. Yes, they did. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? And then come back, you know, a couple seasons later, and, you know, they, they've they had some issues in the playoffs, you know. So, I, I, to, to their credit, I think that, no, they're not, it's not the same uh, it's, it's just like I say, it's a different league sometimes. And sometimes you have to make the adjustments with the league. It happened to everybody, you know. At one point or another, you know, the, the Showtime Lakers were no longer Showtime Lakers. They had to evolve, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so maybe Freeze evolved and in that way. But uh, so I'm not gonna say I'm gonna buy this. What you're saying that this is not free. This is not the same fabric of, of what they were built off of. Yeah. Uh, but it might not necessarily be a bad thing. Now I know you're probably. Well, basically, basically, free has sold their soul for a championship. I mean, let's let's just call it what it is. I mean, these guys are doing whatever it takes to win, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I get it. You know what I mean? This is a, this is an ultimate hoops league, a very good one at that. But these guys are these guys are rolling out ex pros, man. I, I I get it. I get it. <laughs> And all the guys that they hoop with on Saturday morning, they ride the bitch. You know what I mean? It's, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And Trav, I ain't mad at you, dog. I ain't mad at you. I'm just saying. But shout out to Eddie. Eddie's still Eddie's still doing his thing. But everybody everybody else, man, y'all selling y'all soul, man. I wouldn't have went out like that. <laughs> I wouldn't have went out like that. I had to get free. I had to get free to business, man. I had to. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next topic. All right, time for our in the news segment, our favorite one. Uh, Let's start with sports. Uh, We we have two topics to talk about. Let's start with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, man, tough, tough, tough break for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Steven Ross and the Miami Dolphins were fined $1.5 million dollars and they've uh, forfeited uh, the 2023, 2020, and 2024 uh, draft pick. Two first-round draft picks for tampering. Now, you know, they broached the topic uh, before, talking about how they reached out to Sean Payton uh, before he retired uh, in January. And um, they also uh, talked about how they wanted Tom Brady. They reached out to Tom Brady when he actually retired to try to get him to come and play for the Dolphins and offer him part uh, partial ownership before uh, the free agent uh, moves were allowed to be made. 
all this is considered tampering and everybody knew that the you know the the hammer was going to come down we just didn't know what it was going to be and it looks like they came swift not so harsh in the financial but uh when you talk about the uh, player development and uh you know Miami Dolphins the direction they were headed that now they're going to have to make a splash in free agency because they're not going to be able to build in the draft which they've been doing so eloquent eloquently uh as of late but now uh they're going to have to spend some money so that's tough on their part, but I don't feel sorry for them. I don't like I don't like uh, Stephen Ross. I don't like how he did my boy Flores. I really don't. Yeah, and um, say chickens come to roost. I mean, I'm not saying that Brian Flores was right in a lot of things he said, but I mean things have kind of come around to where you know he doesn't look like the bad guy in the situation with them. Um, yeah. Because of some of the other things that they have going on, so they had a lot of stuff. I didn't even touch everything. They got a lot of stuff. There was that. Yeah. That's why they came up with that amount because it was it was more stuff to it. Yeah, and so I mean, just, just my my little piece on it. Uh, the, the truth always comes to the light. So I just think that you know they got caught up in, in whatever they were doing, and it's it, it, any out the way, in and out. Uh, it's gonna hurt them in the short term. Um, especially drafting, I don't even think they care about the money, you know. <laughs> right. That's like, a slap on the wrist. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't even think they worry about that, but I think, you know, the, the draft picks and some of the other uh, things that kind of come to this punishment, things probably go bother them more than anything else as far as their team building. And think about it, funny about it, too, I think they were on the right track with Brian Flores. Um, they were. They've been on the brink of 79, 8, and 8. Uh, so, 9 and 8 before they fired him. Right, right. Uh, so, hey, I, I think they were kind of moving towards the right track. I think they still got to get that quarterback situation figured out. That's the reason uh, why they were sorry, because two is sorry. Ain't right, you know, they don't give some health issue with Tree Hill. Um, but, yeah, this does hurt them in the short end, maybe in the long term, too, because we start thinking about it. We start talking about tampering and things like that. That kind of gets teams, players, owners, in a situation where they don't deal with you. You know? Right. Um, yep. They ain't gonna want to do no business with you when it's time, right? Right. So this could this could be something that could hurt them long term. And like I say, in the last fifteen years, they haven't had a long string of winning anyway. So when you haven't had a long string of winning anyway, and you're doing tamper, you can't even tamper right. You know, you can't you right. cheat correctly. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It really made me be like, oh, I don't think I want to be there. You know. So we'll see. Like I say, but the truth always comes to light. Right. So it is what it is. All right. Uh, let's move on. So Deshaun Watson uh, is back in the news. I know this is our first time talking about it. So they finally uh, they come down with it with the suspension. Remember, we talked about this. We said four to six or six to eight games. Uh, I believe that's what we said on the last uh, time we talked about it. And uh, he ended up getting six games um, that was levied from the NFL. Um, I believe. um I believe it should stick, uh, you know, the, the suspension that they're, that they're giving him. And, you know, people are giving mixed reviews. I'm hearing, you know, different uh, takes on this. And, you know, my opinion on it is, is simply this. Um, considering that the Houston Texans were heavily involved with this, I don't think you can just place fully place the blame on Deshaun Watson. Uh, considering that you want it to have a separate uh you know investigator come in and uh and, and 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 do their due diligence and then you know not have Roger Goodell 
be the judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, but that was a, that was the whole thing with the Ray Rice and everything else and all the other things that came up. They wanted to make sure that they had you know somebody else come in and and, and make those rulings. So now that they've done that. Well, how would that look if uh, Roger Goodell were to step in and be like, "Nah, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it ten games. I'm gonna make it twelve games." No, this is what the this is what the players were talking about. So I think they should leave it at six. Uh, the next time you have the co- collective bargaining agreement, the next CBA, you you make those necessary changes and meet somewhere in the middle if you feel like you know it was wrong. And because I know there's a lot of people that saying that all oh, the NFL doesn't they still don't respect women and this and that. So okay, so the next time you guys sit down. You need to make the changes then, but you're not going to punish Deshaun Watson because of rules that you put in place. Put this, in place you right. put this stuff in place. Don't blame, don't blame. You know the 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 rules that y'all set just because of the outcry. Don't do that. So, you know, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, well, this thing by it too. This rumor coming out now that that <laughs> that he may come out and force his hand now. Yeah, and, and make it make it a whole year. Right, so he may actually, he's going to try to give him more games, which is, yeah, like, you know, the ruling already came out. If he does decide to give him more games, if he comes out and does that, that'll be messed up. But if he does, I hope it's not anything crazy. Right. I hope it's not additional six games. Right, can we just make it ten at the most? Yeah, like, like I would say just give him extra two. If you're going to do that, give him extra two, give him half a season. Yeah, half a season. I'm good with half a season. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, you know, but yeah, don't don't make it 10. Don't make it 12. You know what I'm saying? Don't do it. Hopefully, it doesn't do anything like that. Um, and, and and going to, it's the hard part about all of this, um, really, because obviously the, the behavior, you can't excuse the behavior. If, if the behavior is true, uh, he settled with uh, a lot of women. Um, so that's not saying that's guilt, but. He did settle with a lot of women, so uh, whatever he did or didn't do uh, in this case, I don't want to excuse behavior. So maybe you can't have an outcry uh, in the sense of we're not excusing the behavior. But if he isn't found guilty of doing anything, then yeah, don't give him uh, don't suspend him for a, a extreme amount of games if he wasn't found guilty of doing anything. Right. But you, I think you could do both. You could still say the behavior is terrible. Uh, and that we respect women and we respect, you know what I'm saying, the idea of whatever happening is wrong without punishing someone who's not necessarily found guilty. Um, so it, it's just a sticky situation, man. I, that's why I really try to stay away from it because, like, you know what I'm saying, we, we, we know, but we don't know. Right. <laughs> you know we, know, we know, we <laughs> you know. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, but... At, at, at the same time, though, it's just I, I would hope we all can move on from it. I hope Sean to move on from it and have a very fruitful NFL career. Yeah. And not necessarily say something that maybe uh, can be uh, forgotten about, but maybe something he can move forward from. And if he did make mistakes, he become a better person. Right. Uh, afterwards. So, I, 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 you know, you got to think about it, like, he can't even move on. Right. He think about it. he got traded from Texas. Let him go. He got traded from Texas, which a whole new city. And it's like he still can't move on from it. Right. Um, so you got a you got a lot of people that want to see this man like go down forever. Like it's it's really sad. Yeah. Um. And it's kind of like you know what I'm saying even though these aren't the same thing, but even like with the 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 Michael Vick thing, eventually it got to a point where Michael Vick could move on. Now, granted, 
Right. Right. I mean, he was still. Ex- he was still immensely talented. I mean, come on. Yeah, like he, he was still extremely talented. When he actually got on the field, he he, he got on the field and pretty much made it okay for the Eagles to trade Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb was a Pro Bowler. They say, yeah, man, we good. Yeah, we good. But I mean, that's how good Michael Vick was to the point where it, we actually made it okay for us to trade our Pro Bowler and we forget that you did what you did. And he threw a, he had a perfect game. He had 158.3 quarterback rating <laughs> <laughs> on Monday Night Football on the biggest stage. Oh, well, well, now, think about it. He got Alvin McNabb traded, and they pretty much gave up on Kevin Carr because Kevin Carr was supposed to be the next guy. Yeah. They wanted Kevin They wanted Kevin Carr to be the next guy, too. And he got another $100 million contract. Yeah. So, so if, if Sean Watson can come out and play particularly well, I think he can start to make people – and not saying this is okay, it's kind of messed up when you think about it. You have some success on the field, people kind of let stuff go. Uh, but we do it all the time, though. I mean, we just do it as society. If I could go through the Hall of Famers in baseball, they were terrible people. Right. <laughs> you know, especially in the 20s and 30s. Exactly. Uh, you know, you'll be like, wow. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think if he has success, uh, and still do a lot of things in the community that he was doing in Houston, uh, and be a good guy, and not make some of the same mistakes. Hopefully, we can get to a point where we could look at him uh, in a similar fashion that we looked at before. All right, uh, let's move on to music. Now, uh, Lloyd Banks uh, came out with an album, um, and it was called "The Course of the of the Inevitable 2. Um, now, his last album. Um, you know, we was that an EP? I don't think was it an album or was it an EP? It, it was actually an album. Yeah. Okay, his last album. Yeah, so his last album was it was it called The Inevitable? Yeah, I think uh, it, was, it was the title's a little different. Um, it might have been the because this was called The Inevitable Part Two, right? Yeah, the other one might have been The Course of the Inevitable. Yeah, The Course of the Inevitable. Yeah, so it's the same title. So this is this is uh, part two. Now, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, we might have talked about this. Um, I don't. I don't remember whatever podcast we talked about Lloyd Banks, but that last album was trash, dog. Okay, <laughs> let's just, let's just be honest. It was not. It was not a good album. But Lloyd Banks was. He was spitting on the album, but the beats were trash. Like the beats were trash. The production was trash. It sounded like something that he did in the basement. That's just what it sounded like. And I was just like, bruh. Like he could still. He could still rap, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe you need Kanye to come do your album for you. I don't know. But it was. It, it, I just didn't like it. And I was just like, man, but uh, this one, so I'm going to let you take the lead because I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm looking at the features. The last one was all him. So yeah. maybe he just needed some features. Uh, he got Benny the Butcher on this one, uh, Conway the Machine, Jada Kiss, which I'm interested in hearing, Tony Ayo, Tony Ayo, I, he used to be my guy, but I kind of got off of him. And my favorite rapper, Dave East. Dave East, yeah. On uh, 13 Traffic. Can't wait to hear that one. And he has Vado on that one. So maybe, maybe this might be um, the album that Lloyd Banks, uh, you know, gets back in the spotlight. And I, and I saw Lloyd Banks. He was um, he was on, uh, what's my guy's name? Uh, Joe, Button. Joe Button. He was on Joe Button's podcast. And they were talking about him being on the verses. And Lloyd Banks was just looking like, I'm back. You know what I'm saying? I, he had the whole, his whole swag was, I'm back. So... I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping that it was a good one, but I'm gonna let you take the wheel, Sean. What did you, uh, what did you take from this album? Okay, so uh, yeah, it's 
quite a few albums that came out recently too in the last two three weeks mm-hmm. um but so it's I, I do think it's some high level rapping on it mm-hmm. i will say that um i wasn't able to finish it completely I actually went through it completely, but like I, I didn't. I, I listened to about six songs. I actually, listened to mm-hmm. about six songs, but I actually went through the whole album completely. I just didn't listen to it. So it, it's some high level rap. Okay. But it still suffers a slightly. Not as bad though. It still suffers slightly from it sounding like uh, G Unit 2003 a little bit. Yeah. Um, the hunger for more. The hunger for more. I had to listen to it. Like when I when I heard this last album, uh, the 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 course of the inevitable, the first one, when I listened to it, it was so bad. I was cutting the grass. It was so bad. I had to go back and listen to the hunger for more and be like, is this the same guy? Like I listened to the hunger for more and I was like, man, this dude is killing. Like yeah. even listening to it today, I was like, he was he was a animal. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, bro, like there's, there's no way he fell off this hard. So you're saying the production is still not that good. It's, um, it, it has moments, like... What about J.D. Kiss? What about the track J.D. Kiss was on, Power Steering? That was number man, six. Look, look, there's some high-level rapping okay. on that album. I, I will say that much. Um, to the point where, and it's, and it's some, some punchlines and one-liners on that, too, that I, I had to go, ooh, I had to go back and listen to it. Okay. Um, it, it, it's some high-level rapping on there. Um, but and, and so it's not just him. Uh, some of these older New York rappers, especially, they suffer from it more than I think uh, rappers in the South or the West Coast do. Because they're um, stubborn. When you come from that that New York, uh, the old New York bebop uh, era, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard still to kind of get out of that that mode. Um, so I even hear sometimes from like the Lockdown album come out last year too and it kind of even though I, I enjoyed the piece because some of them had with Swiss Beats beats it still kind of had some of that you know that, that kind of still kind of sound yeah 2000s blocks you know what I'm saying Cameron the same thing it still sounded 2000s heat makers type beats you know the whole soul samples what you're singing on them it still kind of had that vibe which I like yeah but it ain't gonna do nothing for the current demographic right you you know what I'm saying so yeah it still kind of has that to where uh, he's at a point now where like Louis Banks is not gonna evolve to the point where he's gonna be a guy that you just can listen to all the time unless you just like listening to old Louis Banks cause he can still rap yeah, he still got I some. Know, I don't know if his music is ever going to evolve enough to where I can still enjoy. Kind of like, uh, like, like you know, like a, a Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jay Z's content is different now than it was in the early two thousands. His production like, is still good too, though. But his his music is still good. Like the music still sounds good. Yeah, it does. So I can still listen to it with a with a different type of ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is like that? Uh, it's not many, but no, it's <laughs> not. It's just one that, that that like came up back then. I guess Kanye kind of, you know, when, when Kanye not tripping, he can still kind of push a T. You know, yeah, push a T a little, you know, like those guys can still they, their music can can it still evolve enough and that style and that flow 
you're still good enough to where you can put on something that's, that sounds a little new. It's, it's timeless, music. man. It's time. They got a timeless sound to their music. So, you know, it's like no matter what, they're not. It's, they're never going to be to where like you know that 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 sound that we like to to, to listen to that sound that we listen for. It's never gonna just ring deaf to us, but you got guys that's that's they're just an era. That's all they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe that's the case with Lloyd. I don't know. And then that might be the case. Like I say, I, again, it's still high level rapping on there. It is. Mm-hmm. It's still high level rapping. It's just that, like you know. But you know, if you if you wanna like, sign, I hear I evolve Lloyd Banks uh, as far as like music. It just it just probably ain't there yet. Okay. All right. uh, Beyonce came out with her album Renaissance. Uh, I have not listened to that one as well. I have not. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come on this podcast and pretend like I heard some songs. Like, oh yeah, man, it was fire. Just so I can, you know, get you guys to be like, man, yeah, KG's up on the. He's up on the on the new music. No, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Um, I just know about the song that came out. what was it? Uh, oh, the, yeah, the Break My Soul. Break My Soul. That's the only one I've heard. And that's the only one that they released before. Everything yeah. else, I haven't heard it. And I, from my understanding, what? This is all her stuff, right? There's yeah. no, nothing. She don't have no features? I think she got maybe one feature. And I can't tell that's a feature. Oh, it, says, <laughs> it says featuring Beam. I don't know who Beam is. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I think I, I can tell it's a feature. Um I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I've heard I worked out, to, which is weird. I used to don't work. Well, let me, let me take the back. I worked out to Beyonce before, so let me let me not even. But yeah, I worked out too, and it does have it's up tempo. Um, oh, Grace, she got Grace Jones too. I don't know who that is. Yeah, uh, that's that's old school. You ever seen Boomerang? Of course. Yeah, the the, the girl on that, the woman on there who's talking about uh, they want to mess around with Eddie Murphy. The tall chick, the, the strong, strong Jay. Oh, Strong Jay. Oh, yeah. oh, that's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I ain't gonna. To me, this, this is my opinion. I've only heard it once, though, so I'm gonna go back and listen to it again. I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't think I was. Uh, is she doing all that cussing on there again? Don't tell me she's doing all that cussing again, dog. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not on that level. I know what, you, I know what you're talking about. It, it, yeah. Now, now, some of the content still makes me, because it's Beyonce, so it still kind of makes me cringe. Like, you know, you know, you, you get a little, little, you know. A little edgy. A little <laughs> edgy there. But then it's like, you know, but it, it's it's still tasteful. Um, okay. So, I, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, there's a couple tracks on there. Uh, and I can't remember all this, uh, the names of the tracks. I just know them when I hear them. Um. And it's, little, it's kind of like, you know, like when the, the Drake album came out uh, last with this and uh even when i start to be like oh, i don't know about this one 
then like something that happened on the song and it'll pick up immediately. So I enjoyed it. I ain't gonna lie to you. And, and usually, you know, you ain't gonna get me on here too often talking about a, a Beyonce album. You know, I do think I don't know if Beyonce has had a, a, a bad she some of her albums have always been great, but I don't ever think she's had a bad album. And same thing goes for this. This isn't her best album by far, it's not, but it definitely will be it, it'll, it'll definitely get me through summer. It'll definitely get me through whatever. Um, it, it, I, I like it. I personally like it. Okay. Well, I'm going to take your word for that. And I will get caught up uh, with both those albums uh, this week at some point. Now, let's move on to TV and uh, and movies. Now, we're going to go quickly on this. Um, so, I got all TV. I don't have any uh, any movies for this week. Um, I, you know what? Shame on me for thinking that that Eddie Murphy movie with uh, Ben Stiller was new. Uh, I forget that that you know Netflix they put out old movies, they release them on their their uh, their platform. And I'm thinking that's a new movie. Like that movie came out in 2014. <laughs> so I was just like, I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> so you know, I felt so silly about that. But anyway, um, so uh, I forget my language, but this is the name of the show. It's called Rap Shit. Uh, okay. that came out on, um, on HBO max. It's produced by Issa Rae, uh, yeah. from the same producers from insecure. Uh, I'm gonna be real with you. So I watched one episode. I really didn't like it. Um, I feel like it's a little forced. Uh, it does kind of show like, you know, the, you know, today's world and how it is to be, you know, to try to become, uh, a big entertainer and how it's all ran through social media. Mostly, uh, that's how your, that's how your, your, your biggest market is through social media. And then they just show like, you know, the come up, how quick you can come up on there. Uh, and, you know, it's only a 30 minute show. So if you have time and you, you, you're you interested in that, I would recommend it. But I really wasn't interested in it. You know, I just I don't know. I just for some reason, I feel like I need to see a cameo from Issa Rae or I'm not going to be in. That's just me. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. I tried, but it, it did nothing for me. OK. OK. We're on the same page. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um. Now, the next one, uh, Sweet Life. That's also a show coming out on uh, HBO Max. It's uh, it's not out yet. I think it comes out on the 4th, if I'm not mistaken. They're going to go into the, the life of a celebrity. They're going to show you how celebrities live more in depth. Um, so it's, it's it's not really a docu-series, but it's kind of like a reality show. Um, and I and I saw a sneak preview of it. And I'm, I'm interested in it because I saw some... Um, I saw some uh, some ball players. They were talking about, you know, they were showing like how they live in, and you know, just going through, you know, a day like what what it's like to be, what it's like basically to be like a celebrity. So, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested in that one as well. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that. I haven't I haven't caught up on it. It's been a lot of stuff been getting for you as well. I actually been watching, which is weird that the A and E uh, thing about the the Playboy Mansion. Actually, I was getting caught up on that and. Uh, Wow. What, what channel is that? Is that HBO Max? <laughs> it's actually it's on A and E. Oh, you said A and E. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's 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 wild. Yeah, you have to. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's wild, boy, man. Uh, oh, you have oh the Hugh Hefner thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm supposed yeah. to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a tough watch. Uh, it, it make you wonder. Well, it don't make you wonder anything. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying, I say. Yeah, it, it is what it is, man. You know, Bill Cosby, R. Kelly. Yeah, he, he all right in the mix with. Well, yeah, he, he's all in the mix with. I don't think he, he's quite as bad as R. Kelly as far as the young girls. Right. U
um, as far as like Bill Cosby. That's an old man praying on people, basically, man. He waiting for you to turn legal. That's all he was doing. Yeah. Because yeah. if you get if you get over the age of twenty nine, he like I'm done with you. That's how he definitely <laughs> was. Straight up. Yeah, man. It's it's depending on who you who you're with, it can be a tough watch for some people. But yeah, he, he's a wild boy. Man. Absolutely. All right, and the last one, uh, Hard Knocks. So Hard Knocks should be coming out. Uh, you know, uh, preseason is about to start. Uh, is it this week or next week? Next week. Next week. So they already they've already started training camp. So they're going to be featuring the Detroit Lions. Are you interested? Not really, but you know it's 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 it's, it's, it's football, and because I've been watching them but baseball um, all summer, mm-hmm. and uh, well, well, we watch basketball in June. Uh, that's the only reason I'm interested, but I don't have any real interest to watch it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably catch, you know, parts of the game and uh, probably hang out with some friends and watch it. But yeah, I have any real rooting interest or besides that football season about to start. Yeah, I, I don't have much interest either because the Detroit Lions are god awful. Uh, you got to look at their quarterback, Jared Goff. I mean, the dude okay. went from dude went from playing the Super Bowl to being on the Sars team in the NFC. And I just can't I can't bear that seeing that coach again. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to Detroit Lions football. Like, come on, really? <laughs> he really said that. The thing sad about Jared Goff, uh, his situation is, well, it's really more talk about the Detroit Lions. It basically made it look like what people have been saying was that you know you wasted Matt Stafford's career. You did, and it made it look like it because as soon as he leaves, he wins Super Bowl. <laughs> right away. <laughs> so you made it almost like it was true. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's tough. And Jared Goff, he seems like he's right where he needs to be, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel sorry for him. And the Detroit Lions are just not good, man. They wasted his career. They wasted Megatron's career. They wasted Barry Sanders' career. They're yeah. just a, a franchise you go to when your career is going to end, pretty much. <laughs> Prema- prematurely, but hey, man, it is what it is. All right, episode 169 in the books. Uh, we got week four coming up tomorrow night. We're looking forward uh, to some better basketball than last week, hopefully. Uh, I am two weeks away from uh, making my return. Um, I'm actually going to start training uh, Thursday. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play tomorrow. I'm not gonna play next week. But I'm gonna start training uh, Thursday, and I'm gonna make my return week number. What is that? Week six? Yeah, that'll be week six. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be making yeah. my debut week six. Well, 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 yeah. Can't wait to see you back, kid. Yeah, man. My thumb is my thumb is about eighty eight percent healed right now, so I'm getting there. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, you're not one in five by then. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, uh, live uh, via cell phone. I'm Johnny Gill with Sean Ellis. We're out.